This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Nickel or Dime. Should you spend $500 or $1,000? Open up those wallets. We give you the answers on Nickel or Dime on BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. You can watch and listen live. I see some people uh, chiming in. We uh, love to hear your opinions there on the YouTube page. If you're watching the video, the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, that's where you can find it. We always tweet out the links there at BetQL Daily. iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review is our host. Who's our host? Is it Jake Hassan? Eli is here today. Eli's here today. Oh, good. Eli Hershkovich. Wait, Jake says in the chat, Eli is icing me out. Unfortunately, he is here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. So Eli took the mic. He said, get out of here, Jake. I'm being strong-armed out. Okay, that's all right. Let's see. We've got a lot of topics here, man. So we got to fly through these. One, two, four, five. I see six topics, and and I like most of them. So go ahead, Eli. Start us off here. Topic number one, starting off with your NBA MVP bet, Joe. $500 on Joel Embiid to win the league MVP at plus 320 or a dime on Jokic at minus 400. So nickel on Embiid or a dime on Nikola Jokic. Our first nickel or dime topic is our worst. He's already dead. It's over. The minus 400 implies at this late stage in the season, that there is a 60% chance that Jokic is going to win the award, I think it's higher than that. Maybe the numbers should be higher. Doesn't mean I'm betting a thousand on Jokic. No. Now, if we're sticking with the theme, what I think I would have had a tougher call if you would have said, "How about you know 50 bucks on Steph Curry at 20 to one right now?" Yeah. Maybe there's an outside chance that they can get that four or five seed. You know, the media and the fans are already behind stuff in this crazy run that he's gone on right now. I, I would have to say Jokic because I think he's going to win the award, but it would have been a tough call if it was Curry at 20 to 1 because of the odds, Horvat. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jokic as well. And especially, so if Embiid played every single game or even 95% of his games, if there were no injuries this season, I would look at Embiid because Philadelphia has been so damn good. But I give a lot of that credit to Doc Rivers as well because Brett Brown was an absolute disaster. They finally went on the road away from Philadelphia, which is obviously good. They actually play defense. They defend. But um, with Jokic, man, you got to go with him now, especially with Jamal Murray. He's going to miss the rest of the year. So you already had a point forward who was handling the ball, facilitating the rebound numbers, the assist numbers. The points are ridiculous. Now with Murray out, he's going to be even more ball dominant. So I'll go with Jokic because I think his numbers are even going to go up here these next couple weeks. Yes. All right, topic number two on the list, uh, staying in the NBA, $500 on the Utah Jazz at plus 700 to win it all, or a dime on the Lakers at plus 350. Good news for Jazz fans. Uh, This Donovan Mitchell injury doesn't seem to be uh, too serious. No structural damage. They made that announcement the other day. You know, this might be your second round matchup. 
if the Jazz keep that one seed and, you know, they, they go against that 4-5 winner, which will likely be the Lakers because it looks like they're going to be going against the Nuggets, a lot of basketball left, uh, this could be your second-round matchup. Man, here's what's fascinating. There's a team I like in the West that isn't one of these two teams. But if forced to pick, like, Horvat, if I'm looking at this second-round matchup, it's Jazz, Lakers, even though I have a Utah future from before the season, I am 100% betting on the Lakers. Now, obviously, we're assuming health in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. So the team that, I mean, I feel like everybody's sleeping on in the West is Phoenix, but I just don't know that they're ready. I think that they're still... I don't know if they're a piece away because I think Aiton's only going to continue to get better. Booker's going to continue to get better. Chris Paul's going to continue to get older. But still, I mean, if you watch them every single night, they're a great regular season team. And that's kind of the way that I feel about Utah as well. Um, now, good news with Donovan Mitchell. He'll be back for the playoffs. But I actually, last week, I I did make a small play on the Clippers at 5-1. to one. So if I was going to take a team in the West – not the Lakers, it would be the Clippers, just because Paul George has been great all season long. And I know he sucked in the bubble last year, but that was a different situation. All right, answer the question. You're talking about yeah. every team but the Jazz and the Lakers. The Lakers. I mean, the Lakers. <laughs> Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be fully healthy. I don't care what anybody <laughs> he's gonna, he's running down the Suns, running down the Clippers. I'm like, the question's yeah. about the Jazz and the Lakers. Way out in the West, I would go Clippers or it would be the Lakers. So there's your answer, Lakers. Okay. Which one was worse? My first question or Ryan's answer there? <laughs> Ryan's answer. It's like, he's going to take this. He's going to run around the question like 10 times before he, but like, wait, what are we doing? What I don't know. Lakers are just, you could pencil them in right now is what I'm saying. I feel like nobody's talking about the Clippers, but I'm not taking the jazz. If right. we're having a Over Clippers conversation. Baseball, this question actually got even better because the odds dipped a bit. So Ooh. for the national league, Cy Young award, $500 on Corbin Burns at plus 400. He was plus 600 oh. before last night's start. Or a dime on DeGrom at plus 220. Burns is plus 400 now? Yep. I'd point, he was plus 600 a couple hours ago when I was looking. I'm so that's bad, yeah. Yeah. So that's happened this morning. <sighs> With it that close, that is a tough one, man. That's a tough one. You go first on this one, Horvat. Yeah, I'll go with – I'm going to take a shot with Corbin Burns. He's the first pitcher in the modern era and most likely Major League Baseball history with 40 strikeouts and no walks in a four-game span. He's been ridiculous, and I don't see it fading away, so I'm going to go with Corbin Burns. As great as DeGrom is, I'll take a shot with Corbin Burns because, again, I don't know if there's going to be voter fatigue, but I do think that he keeps it up all season long. And um, I also think that, you know, I think his leash will be a little bit longer – Whereas Craig Council will trust him to go seven, eight innings. Like once we get a little bit deeper into the season, once we hit June, July, and the weather warms up a little bit. So I'll go with Corbin Burns, man. What he's doing right now is ridiculous. We haven't seen this in Major League Baseball history. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Even at plus 220 and plus 400, they're not that far apart, man. They're not, they're not that far apart. They're almost neck and neck. I don't know about co-favorites, but they're right there. So I think it should be a little closer. So there is more value on Burns. Now, if the odds were the same, I would go with DeGrom, and I think most people would, but there's still some value on Burns. Uh, so I'd go Burns. All right, staying in Major League Baseball, $500 on Tim Anderson of the White Sox to an American League MVP at 30-1 to one, or a dime on Guerrero Jr. at 18-1. to one. Mm, Go ahead, Horvat. 
Yeah, I'll go with Tim Anderson on this one just because he does a little bit of everything. I think that the White Sox, like I said earlier on in the show, I think, um, you know, they've been kind of up and down. It's small sample size early in the season, but I expect them to be in contention and to get things right. So I'd go with Tim Anderson here. I love like Guerrero. I mean, I got him on my fantasy baseball team, probably drafted him way too early in a dynasty league. I just think maybe in a year or two, uh, he'll be in that conversation. But with Tim Anderson, he could kind of do it all. He's going to hit for a high average. I'll go with uh, Tim Anderson, especially because he's on the better team. So I think that more eyeballs will be on him all season long. Yeah, T.A.'s been on a tear since he just came off the injured list. But I, I'm going to just think about the voters and think about the perception. Now, maybe the same statement could have been said a year ago about Jose Abreu when he started to enter the MVP race when there was still some value. Remember, there was a, he was 100-1 to one before the 60-game season. When people think about the White Sox nationally, do they think about Tim Anderson right away? Is he the face of the White Sox? My point being that Guerrero is the face of the Blue Jays. Agree? First thing you think of when you think Toronto, right? Or is it Springer? I kind of disagree. Yeah, it's it's I'm, not Springer because he's not the sexier name. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, I, I think Padres, I think Tatis, and I forget about Machado even now because of the way that Major so League- what do you think about Blue Jays? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, not Springer. I mean, we haven't even really seen him there. So, Jake, Jake, what were you, what were you saying? You disagree on? I think it's Bo. I I, I, think, I was thinking I think about Bo that yesterday. Kind of when he that franchise. You think so? Okay. I mean, they they've, been, they've been pushing him a lot. Players, kid on their team, so it's like yeah. all guys, you know. <laughs> um, we see this every year. At some point, the regression monster is going to get Tim Anderson. With the Babbitt, but it just hasn't happened yet. It's unbelievable. But I will go with Vlad. They are the sexy team. Everyone was expecting the White Sox to be great. We'll see if Toronto can take that big leap forward, and we'll be talking about Guerrero. So I would take a shot on Guerrero if they're able to. But Jake's point stands. Uh, a lot of people talk about Bichette as well. Yeah. All right, over to the NFL draft. A nickel, $500 on Trey Lance to the 49ers at the number three overall pick. Or Dama Mac Jones at plus one ten. Oh man, I hate to say take Trey Lance because last week on the show we talked about him at plus six hundred on points bet, and he's plus three twenty five right now. Mm-hmm. Like the value at, at some of these top names has been sucked out of the market. It doesn't mean the value is gone completely on the NFL draft props just over a week out. What would I do? I would go with Mac Jones if you have not wavered. If you've been saying all along, I can't wait to when we do the show tomorrow with Ross, see if that's flipped because it, it went like crazy for fields right after the show last week. And he's like, it's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. Everyone I talk to, it's Mac Jones. If, if you're standing strong on Mac Jones, you take this bet because it has more value than you've seen in a while. But for me, I'm not doing that. Because I never felt that San Francisco was going to give up that much draft capital to move up to three to take Mac Jones. That doesn't make any sense to me. So it, given these two options, I would go with Lance because of the higher ceiling. Yeah, given these two options, I'll probably stick with Mac Jones just because if you look at the Shanahan's offense, I mean, they couldn't stand RG3, even that rookie year when he was just ridiculous. He Or, you know, he was the rookie of the year that year. Um, they like guys like Matt Schaub and Matt Ryan who just – Make all the correct reads, do what they ask. 
Although we say that in like, I don't know, because we've seen it in San Francisco, like that week 16 game a couple of years back against the Saints where Jimmy G actually had to make some plays. So I wouldn't be shocked if they looked at a quarterback like Justin Fields, like, hey, man, we like guys that could just make the reads and drop back three step drop and just make all the correct throws and not make mistakes. But it would be nice if the pocket collapsed, if we had a guy that could make some plays. But I still, I do think it'll be Mac Jones. So I'll go with Mac Jones over Lance. And our last question over to golf. I know we're not really going to be talking about at least you guys from a betting standpoint for the PGA Tour event this week. But Mm -hmm. for the PGA Championship coming up next month, a nickel on Matt Fitzpatrick at 50 to 1 or a dime on the defending champ, Colin Morikawa, at 25 to 1. Oh, Horvat, do you you have a take on this one? I I really like both of these golfers, so this is a tough one. So do I, and since we are short on time, I'll go with Colin. Yeah, if you got to. Not scared. Been there in the big moment before. Would it shock me if Fitzpatrick wins? No, but if he wins a major, I I don't have the PGA as the one for him. There's another one out there that I could see him winning. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. 